Hello, I'm R.A. Spratt. I write and perform this podcast. If you'd like to support the show, I'm a children's author, so you can buy a book by me, or you can buy me a coffee by going to buymeacoffee.com slash stories R.A. Spratt. It's an easy way to make a small thank you gift to the show so I can keep kicking this can down the road. The podcast directory you're using right now should have a link to my Buy Me A Coffee page in the show notes, or you can type it into your browser. That's buymeacoffee.com slash stories R.A. Spratt. All contributions are gratefully appreciated. Hello and welcome to Bedtime Stories with me, R.A. Spratt. Today's story is A Tall Tale About Granny and a Pillow. Here we go. Mum and Tammy were taking Cousin Perry to the park. They didn't see much of him because Perry lived in Tokyo, so when Perry came to visit, they liked to take him to the best and most awesome places they knew. That meant the park down by the river. The park down by the river was better than a regular park because, for a start, it was really big. Always a good thing. It had lots of play equipment, and it wasn't the standard boring play equipment that all parks have. Yes, it had swings, but at the river park, the swing had much longer chains than usual, so you could swing much higher, and you could jump off at the top of the swing and really feel like you were going to die for a split second before you landed on the grass. And there were great big flying foxes that went dangerously fast, rock climbing walls and a water park with bubbling fountains that sprayed up randomly when you least expected it and totally got you drenched. Tammy loved going anywhere where you had to bring a spare change of clothes just in case you got wet. Because if there was ever any chance of getting wet, then she would get wet. She was drawn to water like magnets are drawn to refrigerators. There was an invisible, attracting force that could not be resisted. The park was a bit of a drive from Granny and Grampy's house. That's where Perry was staying. So Mum and Tammy picked him up and made their way through the city traffic to the river. There was lots to look at along the way. The angry motorists yelling and shaking their fists at them. The weedy, uncared-for streets. The weird, random shops for products they'd never thought of buying. It was not at all like their own hometown in the country. The park down by the river had only recently become a park. It had been an industrial area. That's why there were so many mechanics shops and factories nearby. They turned off the main road and were driving parallel to the river now. There was only one more thing to get past before they arrived at the park. It was a big complex of buildings with lots of fences. Three very high fences, in fact, with coiled wire all along the top of each fence. It was a very different looking type of place, not like a business or a school or anything the children saw normally. What is that place? asked Perry. That, said Mum, that's a prison. Yeah, right, said Tammy. Mum liked to tell outrageous, well, we won't call them lies, Mum preferred to think of them as stories, but she told them so often it could be hard to tell when she was telling the truth. It is, said Mum, I'm actually telling the truth this time. I don't believe you, declared Tammy. This shocked Cousin Perry. He was a good boy. He didn't know that not believing your own parent was an option. But of course, he had a nice normal mother who didn't fabricate outrageous fictions at the drop of a hat. It is, Mum assured them. Look, there's the sign, Gold Lake Correctional Facility. Huh? said Tammy. Correctional facility is a nice way of saying jail, said Mum. Tammy glowered. She still didn't entirely believe Mum. That's what the fences are for, explained Mum, to make it hard to escape. 
Look, you see the coiled wire at the top of the fence? That's not barbed wire. That's razor wire. What's razor wire? asked Perry. It's wire, said Mum, with razors. Duh, said Tammy. The idea is you'll cut yourself if you try to climb over it, explained Mum. Oh, no, said Perry. He was staring at the prison with an even greater fascination now. So was Tammy, but she was trying to play it cool and make it look like she wasn't, so she kept her head pointed forward and was just staring out the corner of her eye. Oh, yes, said Mum, and that's the prison Granny escaped from. What, 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 said Cousin Perry? Here we go, said Tammy, rolling her eyes. She used a pillow, said Mum. You're lying, Auntie Rachel, you're lying, accused Perry. Now, it might seem harsh for such a good little boy to say something so mean to his aunt, but you have to understand that Granny was pretty much the last person you would ever expect to go to jail, let alone escape from jail using a pillow. She was a 72-year-old former primary school teacher whose hobbies included learning French, doing jigsaw puzzles and ringing church bells. It's true, protested Mum. Granny doesn't like to talk about it because she doesn't want the police to find her. Mum, said Tammy. That's why she changed her name, said Mum. You're being ridiculous, said Tammy. It's true, said Mum. Granny's name is not Granny. We know that, said Tammy. It's Belinda. No, said Mum. It's not Belinda either. It's Wendy. Tammy laughed. You're just being ridiculous. You check her driver's license, said Mum. When we get home, you go to her purse and take out her driver's license and have a look. Her real name is Wendy. She just gets everyone to call her Belinda because she's on the run. Tammy and Percy fell silent. Mum was being unnervingly convincing. Why did she go to jail? asked Tammy. Murder, said Mum. Oh, please, said Tammy. She got in an argument with a lady in the queue at Lincraft, said Mum. One thing led to another. They got in a fight and Granny attacked her with an unpicking pin. Sadly, the woman had a wafer-thin skull and Granny was put away. I don't believe it, said Perry. I know, agreed Mum. It's so very hard to believe. She's gone out of her way to live a good life ever since, you see. She has sincerely repented. But every once in a while, if you wrong her... Perhaps by eating the last chocolate biscuit in the cupboard without asking permission, you'll see a flash of anger in her eye. Perry was alarmed by this. He had seen a flash of anger in Granny's eye just the previous day, when he'd been drawing on the dining table and got crayon on her best tablecloth. That's the murderous rage bubbling just below the surface, explained Mum. Then how did she get out of jail, asked Tammy. She used a pillow, said Mum. Oh, come on, said Tammy. It's true, said Mum. She snuck out during dinner. It was shepherd's pie, so she knew everyone would be concentrating on eating their food. She took a pillow with her, and she scaled the first fence. Granny's always been very good at climbing fences. If you ever accidentally hit a cricket ball into the neighbour's yard, you should always ask her to fetch it for you. She'll be over the fence quick as a wink and back before you know it. Perry was deeply confused. He dearly loved Granny, but she was not a skinny woman. Even though he had a vivid imagination and could picture dinosaurs and monsters and superheroes as if they were right there in the room with him, he had a really hard time imagining Granny scrambling over a fence. So Granny whipped to the top of the first fence, and when she got there, she came face to face with all the razor wire, said Mum. And razor wire is nasty stuff. It'd be like trying to crawl over a cutlery drawer full of kitchen knives, which is why Granny brought the pillow. So she could have a nap, asked Perry. Yeah, that's what Mum would do, said Tammy. True, agreed Mum. She really did like to nap. But Granny brought the pillow to lie over the razor wire. Then she climbed over the top of the pillow 
and didn't get a single scratch on her. Perry gasped. Oh, I know, agreed Mum. Granny's got more to her than meets the eye. She pretends to be a nice, lovely Granny, but she has hidden depths. She scrambled over those three fences faster than an elite athlete competing at the greatest ninja TV program. When the guards realised what was going on, they tried to shoot her with their sniper rifles, but she just dived into the nearest sewage manhole and disappeared into the pooey depths of the plumbing system. Gross, said Perry. She has never smelled the same since, concluded Mum. You don't honestly expect us to believe any of that, do you? asked Tammy. Mum shrugged. Would I lie to you? Yes, you do it all the time, said Tammy. If you don't believe me, said Mum, when we get home, you just take a look at Granny's driver's licence. But if she's an escaped convict, how did she meet Grampy? asked Perry. Well, think about it, said Mum. If you'd just escaped from jail, what would you do to hide? I don't know, said Tammy. You'd go out of your way to be very, very, very boring, said Mum. And the best way to do that would be to marry the most boring man in the entire country. Grampy isn't boring, protested Perry. Mum just raised her eyebrows. Do you know what Grampy did before he retired, she asked. Grampy had retired long before Tammy or Perry had been born, so it never occurred to them that he'd once had a job. They just sort of assumed he'd spent his whole life sleeping on the sofa and snoring loudly. He was an insurance executive, said Mum. Neither Tammy nor Perry really knew what this was, but it did sound very boring. When Granny met Grampy and he explained to her the standard operating procedure for filing an insurance claim, she knew she'd met her perfect man. She married Grampy, changed her name, and knew no one would ever guess that she was the one who escaped from prison using a pillow. That isn't true, said Tammy. It might be true, said Mum. But it isn't true, said Tammy. But isn't it nice to think it's true, said Mum. Not particularly, said Tammy. There's no point letting reality bog down your imagination when there are so many other possibilities, said Mum. Tammy just rolled her eyes. At that moment, they pulled into the car park next to the playground, so she leapt out of the car and ran off to enjoy the park. Perry did too. But unlike Tammy, he was unused to adults who told outrageous fabrications. So when he got back to Granny's house, he asked Granny a question. Granny, may I see your driver's license? asked Perry. Of course, said Granny. She loved all her grandchildren, but especially the ones she didn't see very often, because they didn't get as much opportunity to get on her nerves. She took out her driver's license and showed it to him. Poor Perry's eyes practically gaped clean out of his head. It said right there in black and white and plastic, Wendy Belinda Pratchett. Your real name is Wendy? asked Perry. Yes, said Granny, not really paying attention, certainly not guessing what was going through her grandson's mind. Granny, is it true that you escaped from prison using a pillow because you're a really naughty murderer? asked Perry. It took Granny some time to get to the bottom of just what Mum had told Perry and what he had actually believed. But by the time Granny rang Mum to accuse her of poisoning the minds of her grandchildren, Mum was already most of the way home to their country town on the freeway. Your phone's ringing, said Tammy. Is it? asked Mum. It's Granny, said Tammy, looking at Mum's phone. That's nice, said Mum, but I shouldn't answer it when I'm driving. That would be dangerous. You could use hands-free, said Tammy. Hmm, said Mum, there's no rush. I've got a fair idea what she's going to say. Do you think Perry dobbed you in? asked Tammy. Are you frightened what Granny's going to say? 
Well, said Mum, it would be silly not to be frightened. She is an escaped prisoner. You're the worst, said Tammy. And by worst, you mean the best, said Mum. I mean the worst, said Tammy. I know what you mean, said Mum. I love you too. Ugh, said Tammy in disgust. They drove on in silence for a couple of minutes before Mum thought up another story to tell. The end. Thank you for listening. To support this podcast, just buy a book by me, R.A. Spratt. There's lots to choose from, from across the Nanny Piggins, Pesky Kids and Friday Barns series. You can order them through your local bookstore or go to my website, raspratt.com, and click on the book depository banner. Uh, They've got free international shipping and all my titles, so check them out there. Thanks again. Until next time, goodbye. Goodbye.